Hello to all of you unstoppable, undeniable, unmovable, unshakable humans, and welcome to another episode of the Self Love Effect Podcast, where we strive to be our most authentic, unapologetic selves, embracing our real so that we inspire those around us to do the same, creating an everlasting domino effect. I'm your host, Desiree Toppings, and welcome to week two of Real People, Real Stories. Now, if this podcast has helped you, is helping you, supporting you, serving you in any way, it would mean the absolute world to me. If you head on over, left a review, give us some feedback. What did you take away from the episode? What did you learn? What can you implement into your own life? What did you resonate with? It would mean so much to me to just hear from you guys. And you guys can also email me at DesireeAtSelfLoveEffect.com, but hit that subscribe button, share with family and friends, tagging us on social media at the underscore self love effect. And this is how we are able to grow organically through the algorithm and change many more lives. Reminding each and every one of you unstoppable humans that the self love effect unstoppable athletics has a free community to all of you listeners. The link can be found below in the description of this podcast episode within this community you're going to find individuals who empower one another, support, encourage, uplift, sharing their vulnerabilities, their strength, their weaknesses, and really are just on a mission to be the best version of themselves. So I hope to see you there. I cannot wait to witness your growth. And if you have any questions at all, please do not hesitate to let me know. Now, it is my great honor and privilege to dive into this week's Real People, Real Stories. Now, this fellow mama, ex-softball player, and incredible, inspiring human is changing lives every single day. She's changing and impacting the lives of so many young women, teaching them to embrace their real, teaching them to be authentic, to be unapologetic, to be the best version of who they are. And that is truly the mission here. The mission here inside the self-love effect is to create a domino effect. It doesn't matter what age you are. It doesn't matter where you are in life, reminding you that you have a superpower and that superpower lies within that you can inspire those around you, but it starts with you. You are the first domino that must fall. And so As you listen to this episode, I hope you take away so much and I hope that her words resonate with you because I'm here to remind you that just like this incredible human that I get to call friend, that you have that same light within you. And so let's get started on today's podcast episode. And I'm just so grateful for each and every one of you. Thank you for listening. And let's get right into it. Welcome, Morgan Falcons, to the Self Love Effect podcast. We are so excited to have you. And just a, you know, just to introduce her to you guys, and she'll introduce herself. But Morgan is guest number two of our Real People, Real Stories. This is something that we brought back and what the self-love effect was built upon in the first place. 
you know, having people share their stories where all of you can be able to resonate somehow so that we don't feel alone. I mean, we're, we feel like sometimes this world is such a big place that we tend to forget that there's other people that look to us for inspiration. There's other people that look to us to see how we should treat ourselves. And so I am so inspired by Miss Morgan. I admire her as a mom, as a friend, um, as a coach, as a wife. Um, and you know, Morgan is a mom of two. She's a fellow mama and badass and teaching her daughter and her son too, but teaching her daughter, you know, what it means to truly love yourself. Um, and she's also a hitting instructor for her own business. She is an entrepreneur for compact hitting up in Northern California, inspiring so many young girls to believe in themselves as she is learning to believe in herself every single day, cultivating self-discipline and consistency in her own life. And, uh, Morgan right now is currently down 35 fucking pounds. It is earned, not given. Uh, but yeah, Morgan, welcome to the show. Welcome to the self-love effect. We're so excited to have you and, uh, I'm so grateful and privileged and just an honor to know you and uh, really just, you know, be able to call you a friend. Um, so welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. This is so, it's kind of nerve wracking because I don't want to misspeak, but I just need to let it flow out. Um, I appreciate it. You're so kind. <laughs> um, so do you just want me to start at the beginning or just in the recent like four months, how everything has kind of shifted? You know, I want you to start from the beginning because, you know, when I, and I was just talking to, um, my coach at headquarters, this is that I had brought up our conversation and I feel like, you know, back in the last summer, um, and in the fall time too, you know, that one of the conversations that stood out the most when I spoke to you was, you know, when we were talking about you being, um, an example to the girls that you coach and, you know, giving you some tough love, but it was like, listen, you can't expect them to do what you're not even doing yourself. And for you, it was like, at the end of that phone call, I can already hear in your voice that something was changing. It was kind of like, okay, like the ball was turning. And it, I mean, from then you have been on this mission to become the best version of yourself. And you have not stopped no matter, how, no matter how many times you have gotten in your own way or the obstacles that you've come across, you just have kept pushing through. But I think in order to be fully transparent, we got to start at the beginning because obviously um, there was a lot to get you to this point in your life. There was, there was changes that needed to be made. So wherever you feel comfortable and whatever you feel comfortable in sharing, go ahead and start there. Okay. Um, sorry, I was like trying not to cry. <laughs> uh, cause it's so true. Just the impact that I can have on these girls. That's why I do what I do. And that's why I really love what I do. Um, but from the beginning, I'll just start from after my college career had ended, because that's kind of where I stepped into, it's almost kind of like stepping into a new life. 
um, because you're so accustomed to one thing for so long and you have that structure and you have what you need to do and priorities and expectations from people. And then you graduate college (laughs) and now you're not a student athlete. Um, Now you go into the world thinking, where, where do I need to head? What direction do I need to go? Um, So the last two years of playing, I mentally shift from being a starter to a non-starter. And regardless of that being tough, after I was done playing, I had to shift of oh, Morgan, the softball player, to Morgan, who am I now? Um, so I found my identity in softball, which now I try to advocate for the girls. Don't I? Softball is yes, one part of your life, but you will always step into new parts as you grow older. Whether or not you choose to become a mom, whether or not you choose to get married, you will always find something else as a role to take upon. So don't, yes, we do softball. And yes, that, you know, that's primarily what we're focusing on now. But you got to get ready for the life lessons afterwards. Um, I dove into the gym right away because I was already working out. I was doing what I needed to do. For playing and getting my body prepared but after that we moved from Idaho back to California to be with our family um I even left my dad he's still still so mad about this I left my dad in the middle of the day to go work out because that's how much anxiety I had around missing a workout and it was clearly not healthy but I threw myself in something that I already knew because I needed something to hold on to um so to speak so I left him in the middle of the day while he was packing up the U-Haul he was so mad I left him with a dog and the dog has got like some separation anxiety <laughs> he will tell this story he gets so pissed and we still have the dog to this day and he's like damn you Charlie because <laughs> all he did was whine and I was gone for an hour um, or like even close to an hour and a half. Uh, and I think a lot of it transitioning of like leaving the college that I just graduated to going back home, going back to see people that, you know, around town that I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? Um, but so after we came back home, Chris and I, we're already engaged, so we planned on getting married. And before we got officially married, I remember thinking, like, oh, my gosh, I am not feeling well. I went and got something from the Lothi man, and I came back, and I was, like, not feeling it. And I was, like, told Chris, I said, I feel like my stomach hurts really bad. Well. A week later, I found out I was pregnant with Mia. Oh, my God. So we, yeah. So we, I got pregnant the year of 2017. And um, we announced it at our wedding that because I, I was 13 weeks pregnant by that time. So we were already in the midst of like 
let's get like we're already getting married we'll just finish you know the wedding and the reception and everything and um we'll go into having a baby like let's just yeah. talk about like killing two birds with one stone so in 2018 I was working part-time, not even doing anything for my degree, which is in social work. And uh, then I started doing lessons on the side. And my old high school coach was like, oh, I have this 10-year-old girl. She is so, so happy. Like, you're moving back. She, her coach just moved. She's going to college. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, give, her my, give their family my number. So I started working with this uh, girl, her name is Olivia. I remember because she's like my little sister now, and she just yeah. got committed to play at Boise State. So it's That's kind amazing. of like a full circle moment. <laughs> and um, so, you know, I'm working with her, and then uh, there's no female coaches around Northern California. I mean, there are, but nothing to where people actually you know, this is what they do for a living. So I thought, oh, I can have a few lessons after work and, you know, I'll work up until I get, you know, ready to have Mia. Well, I'm still doing the same thing five years later. <laughs> um, so I had Mia and after I had Mia, it was that first year of motherhood is like a whirlwind of, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. I felt like a different person I'm taking care of this human she is my responsibility all the time I make the calls I mean my husband and I make the calls but ultimately like we're here trying to figure it out <laughs> newlyweds like so it's just a whole thing emotion and by the time she turned a year old I was like 230 pounds and I wasn't as active as I was and it was it was just a lot so after the year I was like you know what I'm done breastfeeding her I'm gonna focus on myself um Chris and I decided to move back to Idaho and we only stayed a year uh our parents are both sets of parents my in-laws and my parents always they're super supportive um but we moved to idaho we had no family we both worked full-time mia was in daycare all day like it was just that was hard but i was also coaching at the old college that i went to so it was nice to have that um i ended up losing gosh i got down to like i lost like about 30 pounds and then we moved back um in 2020 when you know the whole world shut down and as confused as everybody was we moved back and we moved into with Chris's parents and I was trying to continue what I had started in Idaho which was like you know the weight loss journey mm -hmm. and getting back to where I was before and I did um and with getting another place, doing, you know, the whole family thing, I became pregnant with Carson. I had him in 2022, so I got pregnant like a year after we moved back. 
So I was in the best shape that I had been in. I'm leaner now than I was when I got pregnant with Carson. So I got pregnant with Carson at, when I was 178. Remind you all that it is. Sorry. Yes. My computer. Go ahead. Keep going. Oh, okay. Um, so I was 178. Now I'm 171. I just weighed myself this morning. And so I thought I was like in the best shape that I had ever been. And actually, joke on me, but I got pregnant with him. And can you still hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay, somebody was trying to call me. Sorry. I got pregnant with him, and um, I told myself this time, I because I told Chris, I said I cannot do a year long. I know for postpartum is like two years with all the research and everything, hormone wise. I said, but I cannot do what I did with Mia, I felt like absolute crap. Yeah. I wasn't happy after I had Mia. It was, it was just emotionally a mess because I carried so much weight around extra weight. And I told him, I said, I cannot do the same thing. So with Mia, I think I gained around 40 pounds while I was pregnant with Carson. I only gained about 23. Um, but I continuously worked out during my pregnancy and that is what continued not only the consistency but obviously the foundation um so it's been I mean it's years of consistency is built into you know catching this momentum of for the rest of my life now um but with person working out after having him I was feeling sluggish because I had a lot of like a harder time pumping journey with him because I went back to work after only two weeks because I'm self-employed and you know if you don't set up your finances right it's not really doable to not go back to work um and after the two weeks I thought oh my gosh how am I gonna keep my supply I had to buy a portable restaurant I had to pump during lessons because I was worried that I wasn't going to keep up my milk and you regulate after uh, 12 weeks. Sorry, this is like way backstory, but 12 weeks. So I'm like freaking out telling Chris, oh my gosh, how are we going to afford formula? Like every, this is in the height of like gas is so expensive. Groceries are like double. Everything is like, oh gosh, like what are we going to do? So I told him, I said, I'm going to, you know, breastfeed as long as I can. So after about 10 and a half, almost 11 months I told her I said I have to be done I'm still over this I need to get back to myself and be selfish because I deserve it yeah um so now within the last I would say it's the whole mental approach of like I mean I've been following Andy and you know on using first form for since 2020 and I followed Andy mainly because of political views because we Mm -hmm. share majority of the same views yeah um and just the way that he talks is like the way that I want to speak to people sometimes but it's society (laughs) it's not acceptable (laughs) okay and it's the way that it's the way that my dad has always he's a military he's 
former military and um he's always been like so just do it and i'm like well dad it's not that easy he was like the f it's not like you all you just gotta do is just do it and i'm like oh my gosh like he don't get it but he always got it it's just me i wasn't obviously mentally in the right spot right and um my mom is the same way as like well it's not that easy and then we we've started seeing the shift of like um they're you know my mindset and then my mom has started going to the gym more so it's like it's nice to see that the way that I've been living my life I have my mom and my sister not only supporting me but also I get to tag along with them to the gym and they have to deal with me and my like peppy let's go guys in the morning and they're so like lady get away from me you you have to stand two treadmills away from me and I'm like you can do it and she's like oh I know that's but the power of the domino effect right pace. yeah yes yeah. yeah but so um after the conversation we had I want to say Carson was like just under a year so when you had said like well if you're not gonna do it what do you because I had expressed, I think that sometimes I get frustrated when my girls come in and they don't do what I have asked them to do. Right. I'm setting you guys up to, this is an investment all in all. I mean, your, your parents are paying me to work with you, whether it's we slow down your swing, we, I give you drills, we talk about it, mental approach, or I send you videos and like we go through that way. but all in all like it comes back to an investment and that was like the business mindset because it's not just oh just take my like the parents don't want to just say just take my money and spend time with my kid that's not it like I have to have a structured thought process behind almost every athlete whereas like yes they may be linear in a way but everybody is so unique and how their body moves how they understand things how how they move on in the game. So I'm telling my girls to go do this. And then they come back and they're like, well, did you practice? Well, I didn't have time. First off, guys, most of my 13 and under, what do you mean you didn't have time? What were you doing? Well, we had a birthday party. I get it. You have to go where your parents go. But in, you know at home you guys don't are you watching tv yeah you guys got phones yeah are you scrolling tiktok yes you're telling me to set that set that phone for 10 minutes and just do wall drills do body control movements like do think i think people don't like for my coaching style i would rather you learn how your body moves versus like just doing something over and over again, because it doesn't make a difference if you're doing it wrong. So I would rather use like, okay, I got to load. I got to make sure my knee, my knees bent, my hips bent, my hands are getting in a good spot, whether I'm hitting an inside pitch or an outside pitch, I'm going through extension. I'm finishing my follow through. Like those matter. And if you can do it in slow motion, 
like then you can go up there without even thinking about it because you've already trained your body to do it that way um so then when you said well why do you expect your co or your players to do that if you know you're not following through with yourself i'm like well damn you're right (laughs) how can i expect them to see and do things if i'm not doing anything for myself and i kid you not the last four months i've become a better coach in a sense of not even just like yelling at the girls because that's not my style, but of saying like, hey, this is your standard and this is what I'm expecting you to do. And if you're not going to be able to do it or even having honest conversations with the parents, because that's the hardest part, confidence wise. And so now that I've gained confidence in like the last four and a half months, it's a little bit easier for me to be like, look, I understand she really enjoys it. I get it. I enjoy her too. But we got to make sure that she's still progressing. Like she has to hit at home. If you guys don't have a tea, I have drills that you guys can do without a tea. Um, but that has made the biggest difference too of not and just making the effort of like being more confident and just having those conversations too. Yeah. It's translating. <clears throat> in all areas of your life. And I think that's something that we tend to not truly understand the impact of investing to ourselves. We think of it as just a number. Well, I have to look like, you know, I want to reach 120 pounds. I want to gain this much muscle, but yet we're not focused on the true end result, how it's going to play a part in every single area of our life. And someone like you, who's an entrepreneur, Obviously, now you know the importance of time and your own dedication because you're putting into yourself. You know what consistency looks like. You know what self-discipline looks like. And, you know, translating that into your business, translating that into yourself so that you continuously learn to grow and evolve. And, you know, having that approach too, not just with confidence, but like as a, as a hitting coach, building self-awareness and mindfulness into these girls. You know, you explained how, you know, a few minutes ago, how you rather them have that mind and body connection. And that is huge because when we can have that mind and body connection in our own personal life, you know, even along our journey, whether it be fitness and nutrition, then we start to understand like, okay, this is what my body needs. This is not, it's not about what I want because what I want is like the bowl of hot Cheetos with lemon and, you know, tapatio. I can't have that. Okay. I rather, you know. I, what I, what my body needs is the bowl of strawberries and, you know, the protein and because that's how I'm going to be able to get through my workouts. That's how I'm going to be able to have that mental clarity and not that brain fog and feel like horse shit the next day or within the next hour or two and be complaining about heartburn. Um, and you are, you're doing just that and taking it from an approach of, you know, your own built in self-confidence. And now allowing that to project into these young girls. And I think that's really important because you're using your own self-empowerment to empower other people and to empower, you know, our next generation. And I've told you that before in our phone calls and I get the privilege to talk to Morgan all the time. Okay. So you guys know, (laughs) I feel like a cool kid, but whatever. Um, but truly, you know, you are, 
taking away from what you're learning, whether it's through reading books like Relentless uh, and um, Winning by Tim Grover or listening to Andy's Real Ass Fuck podcast, um, you know, and you're, you're actually living by what you have said you're out, you know, you're taking your non-negotiables, you're taking your promises and commitments to yourself, and you're making sure that you are executing on a daily basis. And this is ultimately where I see you have grown so much because your identity is no longer Morgan, the coach, Morgan, mom, Morgan, the daughter, you're now finding your own path. And you are seeing that, okay, if I believe in myself, if I have self-confidence, then I'm able to be the best version of myself and everybody else around me is winning. Everyone else around me is better. And you can even see it in your girls. And I'm sure you see it like in Mia too. I'm sure your kids are imitating you. So every single day. Yeah, it's funny um, because with the girls, I mean, they're, they come to me and they're able to express certain things that maybe male coaches might not understand or they have head male coaches that choose sometimes to not understand female athletes and it's hard because you know I have to either play devil's advocate or I kind of have to just be like look this is what you need and this is what um, you're going to have to advocate for yourself Um, we have a great program out here for the high school that the majority of my girls play for and um, all of those girls are met with a head female coach and she does a really good job. And, uh, and I respect her so much because she makes, she sets standards for these girls, even though it's high school season, because a lot of girls are into the travel ball world. Um, but when you play on her team, those girls exactly know what standards that um, they need to meet. But with the trickle down and the domino effect that you have instilled in me because of what you do, um, I've followed you. I don't know. I've told you this. It was Lincoln Treasures. Like I had followed you since that page. Yeah. So (laughs) that was when you were in the street parking you did a lot of the street parking and I followed street parking because I was working at home and I only had a pair of dumbbells and they did a really good job at like, you know, the more than nothing movement and which it, I fully wholeheartedly, if that's where you're at, like that's what you need to have your mindset to be. But so I followed you then. I don't even know how I came across your page. I'm like, Oh, she, you know, she lives in California too. I'm just going to follow. Well, here we are now. Um, and the transformation that you have had too has inspired me and just being a part of your community has made me so much better that I have been telling everybody around me, okay, this is what you need to do. If you're ready, you know, just go look on this, this Instagram page, go look on this Facebook page. I'm telling you, you listen to her and you're going to get fired up every single time because that's just how Desiree is. And I've had like a couple, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so sick and tired of being sick and tired. I listened to some of her videos and I thought, are you guys related? <laughs> I'm like, no, but she, she um, 
makes me want to be a better person. So you saying that, like, you get the privilege to talk to me. I'm like, girl, you have no idea. Because the way that you you have affected me and my family, I've even seen the shift in Mia. Like, we went, we did a color run, and that girl did not stop running the whole time. And I, I was so proud. I told her, I was like, you did so good today. Why didn't you stop? She was like, well, I didn't want to lose. And I'm like, okay, well, you don't always have to win. And she was like, that's boring. And I'm like, girl, you're right. Winning is not, or losing is <laughs> Winners not win. Winners win. Let's go, Mia. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, that girl. She's fun. And she, and she, last night she wanted a snack. So I'm like, okay, well, you had dinner. What are you thinking? I usually say fruit or vegetables. Your snack. She looked at my pre-made protein. She said, "Well, can I have this?" I said, "You could taste it. I don't know. Sure, you can taste it." She tasted it. She was like, "Ooh, I want to drink this." I said, "Okay." And she's halfway through it. I said, "Does it still taste good?" She said, "Yeah, I feel my muscles growing." And I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, let me see." She said, "Well, I'm not." I'm not done with it. And I'm like, oh, okay. So just seeing seeing her watching me, her all about me for Mother's Day was, what does your mom do for a living? She put works out, helps, co- you know, so she she understands. And it's just, it's cool because I think from now on, just having what I've built consistency-wise and just, being able to like be transparent for Mia and just kind of showing her, you know, that I struggle too, even with weights in the, you know, garage, I'll get so frustrated. And she's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just got to step away for a minute. Um, but she wants to go in there and she wants to live with me. So it's, it's fun. It's also nerve wracking when Carson, he tries to lift like a 25 pound dumbbell and I'm like, Okay, dude, well, I don't want to say don't lift it, but probably it's too heavy. And he just looks at me like, you're just too small right now. Um, but, yeah, I uh, I was going to share something else and I can't. Oh, about being selfish, being a mom. And it's hard because I've, I read Winning and Tim Grover talks about like why is selfish being selfish such a bad thing i believe it's winning mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yep it's out it of winning yep. yeah okay yep. no, it's winning. Winning. okay yeah um but he says why is being our society has taken selfish into being like a negative term when selfish like the term is for oneself like you do something for you know yourself when it shouldn't be like, oh, we do like self care, the self like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna treat my treat myself. But yeah. <laughs> when when yeah, when it comes to prioritizing you, your mind, your body, your soul, yourself, we put especially moms put ourselves on the back burner when we need to figure out okay when and where can I do this? Do I need to create a space for myself? 
I created like a small little space in the front yard for me, for my journaling and such, because that was important for me and continuing my journey. But whether it's somewhere where you can be quiet, you wake up 30 minutes before the kids, like you have to, it's a give and take, like life is always. And even if you don't have kids yet, or if you're choosing not to have kids, if you don't carve out like 30 minutes for yourself a day, you can get really lost in the hustle and the bustle and you just, just sitting with yourself sometimes is just what exactly you need. So for when people say, I don't have enough time, I'm like, but you're not making any time for yourself. And just like you said about your girls and, and, you know, we have to see it from an approach when we, you know, when I look at my kids, I'm just like, they're human beings. They're not just kids. They are human beings. So it makes complete sense to me why we as adults will make the same damn excuses that kids make, like your girls make, like, oh, I don't have enough time. I'm scrolling TikTok or I'm scrolling Instagram or I am doing something else. It's not that you don't have enough time. It's that you're not making it a priority, right? You're not choosing to invest in yourself. You're not choosing to be better. You rather just stay complacent and, you know, complacency and stay in your comfort zone. And we've heard this time and time again, we talk about this all the time, Morgan, but you know, you have a choice. And that was something I really took away from your post that you posted four days ago when you said, we all have choices to make in life. We can either feel sorry for ourselves and be a victim, or we can reflect and redirect. I really love that. Or we can reflect or and redirect. No one is going to save you. So it's time to put in the work and save yourself. Life is hard. So freaking what? Control the controllable and lead from the front. Life is hard. Doing the work is hard. And you don't even have to fall in love with the process, right? I, I mean, we want you to, but what I mean is that you don't have to love the work. You just have to crave the end result. Like Tim Grover says craving the end result. Where do you want to be in your life? Where do you see yourself? But time and time again, we fall into this victim mentality. Um, But I really like how you said reflect and redirect because it's through self-reflection that we can get to know ourselves better. And then we can redirect because through that self-reflection period, we get to learn what went wrong. We get to learn how we got out of it, right? How we got to the other side. And then we get to say, you know what? I'm going to redirect by taking from my obstacles, taking from my struggles and my trials. And I'm going to take these times in my life to improve who I am today, because I obviously was able to get through X, Y, and Z, you know, but now I'm in a better state and I'm willing to learn from this. I'm willing to use this now in my current life and where I currently am in my journey. And I'm only going to be better. Um, But lots of times we don't redirect, we don't reflect. And so then we're stuck on repeat. And, or like you say, um, we're stuck in this moment of just, you know, complaining that life is hard and that Mm -hmm. I, I, you know, we just go around and chase our tails is what we're doing. Um, and so, you know, being selfish enough and yeah, he, I, I love that part in winning because it was like, well, we look at self-confidence, we look at self-love, self-discipline. They all start with self, just like selfish. Like they tie in hand in hand. There's a reason why it's self. Um, but society has made it a term that is frowned upon um, because, you know, 
in reality, if we're better for ourselves, that means we're improving the world, which means people are going to think for themselves and want to improve, creating a domino effect. And, um, well, ultimately at the end of the day, that could be a bad thing, right? Because now we're not going with what we're, what we're being told how to do things. Um, we're, you know, living by our own terms and not someone else's. We're not following the rules. We're being the outsider. Um, and they don't want us to do that. They, as in society as a whole. And I know you guys all know what I'm talking about. I don't have to go down a rabbit hole here. Um, but our whole entire lives are kept at, Hey, you got to do this. You got to do this. And once you graduate, you got to go to college. That's the only way to be successful. And Andy talks about this too, but at the end of the day, you have to take your own path. You have to be willing to say, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to do this because this is what's meant for me and I might fail and that's okay. But I still have the opportunity to learn and grow from it. I still have the opportunity to improve. And that's, what's going to bring in long-term success is you continuously choosing to get back up time and time again. I mean, because you don't fail unless you decide to stay down forever. And if you stay down forever, then you're losing on opportunity of cult of life. And so ultimately that it's for you. It's a daily choice. Just like you said, we have a daily choice. Uh, we could feel sorry for ourselves and we could play victim or we can decide to take control and control the controllables. Yeah, it kind of goes back to, I mean, I'm telling you when I listen to Andy, I am like almost caught up on every single freaking podcast uh but it goes back to and i don't worry because i share the show it's linked <laughs> in my bio and i tell like whoever i talk to i like you know hey this is a good one you guys should really check it out um regardless of it's like the cti or like the q q and af and things like that but he states time and time again um his story is super incredible too if anybody is like never looked into his story you have to look into his story it's insane um but it's so relatable when you just break it all down because we think like you said when you're at headquarters and you had said something about meeting sal and i was like oh my god if you see andy like just take a picture take a picture and you're like they're just people and i'm like i know but like I get caught up in like, oh, they've achieved so much, but it goes back to if you're doing your personal excellence, this is what Andy says, is ultimate rebellion, no matter whether it's, you know, rebellion, you can kind of go wherever you want with it. But in a, just as a whole in society wise, like my personal excellence is going to be the rebellion of not being or not living a healthy lifestyle you know what I mean just like taking it into that route or just you know we're gonna be sustainable like my family is not gonna have to be in the hospital because we choose to be healthy live a healthy lifestyle we choose to you know buy supplements rather than like go pay hospital bills I mean that's what it comes down to if you're not choosing to be prioritizing yourself your family like in that kind of healthy lifestyle state but um just having that mental growth I feel like I've been working on my mind within the last year and a half it's just the thought of like can I do it can I do it not listening to my own dark voices and 
I think we all do, like Tim Grover says, have a dark place because that's what carries us through. I know I do just like in the sense of like, yes, I may miss out or I may sacrifice something, but this is what's going to make myself better, my family better. And ultimately like hopefully the generation after me better. Um, but it's, uh, definitely a lot of internal work that I'm now focusing a lot more on my relationship with God, which has helped me tremendously. Um, but I know sometimes whether it be faith wise or some people, you know, don't take the faith based route, whatever you believe in, whatever you keeps you grounded in that, in your life, you have to figure out how to have that strong relationship and make it to where it makes you a better person. You know, you've built mental fortitude and I really want to go down this path because I think we have a misunderstanding that once you have it, that's it. Like success is going to come at you every single direction and the work is done. I can clean my hands. I'm good to go. Wait a clock out. Boom. My life is forever changed. It's not the way it works. Mental fortitude is something that you are building every single day for the rest of your life. You are choosing to invest in yourself on a daily basis, right? Because like success, success is not a skill. Self-love is not, sorry, hold on. It is. Success is a skill. Self-love is a skill. Self-discipline is a skill. Mental fortitude is a skill. It's a skill because you're choosing to water it on a daily basis. You're choosing to improve. And this is exactly what you, Morgan, have been doing because, you know, I've talked about in the past, you know, last summer, how I, my God, I started 75 hard. What was it? Total of six times before I finally have follow through because I, what I was running, I was chasing my tail because I thought that it was the key. Right. And I was looking at it from an angle of just a physical transformation when it truly, what I was searching for was in a mental and emotional transformation. And so I'm gonna put you on the spot here because you have been so fucking determined And so when I use the word grit, I think of you, I think of you and there's not many people on this earth that I'm like, oh, they're gritty. Like that, that's, that's, that's something that you literally have to teach yourself. It's earned. And you are a very gritty individual. You're determined. And, you know, you've taken away every single time you had to restart 75 hard, you've taken away something. And it's like, most people would be like, nah, this shit's not for me right? Because most people are chasing for a physical transformation. It is not a diet. It is not a diet. It's for you to build mental fortitude in your life. It is a tune-up for your mind, right? It's not like, hey, I'm going to do 75 hard and then I'm going to go and revert right back to old habits. But yet you've been honest with yourself. You've been so honest that if you're over three grams on your fucking macros because you're not following your diet, you're not executing 100%, you literally stop. And like, I'm just like, my mind was just like blown because I'm sitting here. I'm like, fuck, 
Like, this is it. This is what, what the whole entire purpose of 75 hard is you building mental fortitude. What that comes out on the other side is self-trust, self-honesty with yourself, loving yourself enough to do what is right for you, but loving yourself enough to call yourself on your out on your own bullshit, right? Your own lies. And so like you've built mental fortitude, but you've taken away something every single time from it. And now you're more determined than you're more determined than ever to have follow through. And it's funny because in the book, and Andy says this too, like the more times you restart, the harder it's going to be. I look at you and I'm like, well, you're the exception because you're like, fuck this. This is what I learned. This is what I'm not going to do this time. And this is what I'm going to do this time around. So I just want you to like, you know, elaborate just a little on that because I feel like it's very, very powerful. The mindset that you're constantly cultivating, you're gaining out of uh, the program itself. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So I written down every time, um, kind of, so this is, I started, this is the fourth and final time because I'm fucking finishing it. Um, but the first time I had reached out to you and I was like, my intentions are just like, not there. I go to a workout and I'm like, Oh, I got a minute and a half rest. I'm going to fucking just like, I'll just sit here and wait. Not even setting my next workout or like the next shit up that I needed. So then it's like, instead of doing like five movements, I'm only doing like the three, maybe four, because I'm trying to do like three or four rounds. Regardless, like my intention was not there. So the first was my intention wasn't enough. The second I was over calories on like not completely whole foods. So I was like, well, fuck. Well, now that I'm not, I'm just going to eat this chocolate and I'm just going to just be done. You know, I, I almost went into that fucking mode where I was just like, screw it. Like I'm over it. Like I'll just, you know, I'll keep working and keep doing what I'm going to do. So then the third failure was, um, I had wrote down, like, I'm literally reading out my journal. I said, this failure has a lot to unpack. Yesterday was a cluster of emotions, annoyed, upset, overwhelmed. Instead of praying and asking God to help me move past and through my frustration, I was just angry. Um, I came home, wanted to blame my husband, my kids, everything around me, but myself. I literally can remember writing this and I'm like, the next morning because I you know trying to reflect um then I wrote why is it so hard for me to accept my wrongdoing uh because I don't want to be or look wrong why do I have so much pride in in it um how can I do better stop and pray is what my answer was on how and what I'm feeling who does it affect my husband, my kids, everybody around me, take a deep breath and pray to God about my emotions and how I'm going to work through it. So I feel like that was my final breakthrough of becoming who I am going to be for the rest of my life. Because we all have a purpose and I don't want to get super emotional. But sometimes I have questioned my purpose on being 
a coach and like, is this what I'm supposed to be doing? And since finding first form and how their values hold to me and also you being my advisor through it and helping me through it has only shifted not focusing on the external things, but how am I going to fix what I am going through to help me longevity in my life? So I started day one and I didn't even tell Chris because I was just like, you know what? I, I told him, I said, I'm, I'm going to complete this. Like my non-negotiable after reading winning, I wrote down my three non-negotiables with attitude, effort, um, follow through and, uh, shoot, I can't remember the last one, but regardless, I told him, I was like, am I really living my non-negotiable if I just finished the spring challenge and just, you know, I'm just going to do the spring challenge and just focus on that and kick ass on that because I was coming for Andy's money, (laughs) but that will probably have to be another challenge. Um, so I was shift. I literally thought about it for a day and I was like, well, is that my non-negotiable? If I don't finish this, that I set it out to start, am I following through? Am I giving my whole attitude and effort? Like, so of course, like the conversations that I have in my mind, you'd be so surprised. So then I started in, not until like, I'm on day nine, I believe right now. And not until two days ago, did Chris know I was doing the, doing it again. He said something to me. I can't remember. He like mentioned pizza. He has not mentioned pizza in the last like five months. He was like, well, can we just do pizza tonight? And I was like, I can't have that. And he was like, well, what do you mean? I said, I'm on 75 heart and I'm, you know, these are my macro, like, and I'm focusing on like whole foods. Like it's just not a part of. Wait, you started that again? I was like, it's been a week. And he's like, oh, I just thought you were doing the, everything because that's just your new habit now and I'm like well it is but I'm effing finishing it and I think it may drive him a little bit crazy because he doesn't see the importance yet but he has definitely seen like the change and even for himself I've seen the change of like he notices now like oh the food that I was eating makes me feel like crap and that crap kind of doesn't make me feel great or doesn't make me want to go do things with, you know, with us or the kids or just in general. So he has even lost I've, like 10 pounds without even really trying. And he still is like, well, I feel so. And I'm like, well, just we're just focusing on just eating better as a family. So, but it's it's been... I, you know, I was driving my fucking self crazy. That's what I feel like, but it's so worth it in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
but you see the beauty of the domino effect. And I've heard you mention it already twice. One with your mom and your sister, with your mom and Delaney. And two with, well, three actually. Well, let's just, let's say, hold on, let's take it back. Four, because the domino effect you're having resides in your household with your husband, one. Two, with Mia. And yes, Carson too, but Mia, because she has more of an understanding. Three, mm-hmm. with your mom and Delaney. And then four, with your softball girls. So you could see how we revert back to winning, right? When you are choosing to invest in yourself, there's going to be times where you are selfish and that's okay. Because what people need to understand is that when you are winning, you're taking your whole circle with you. So guess what? At the end of the day, everybody's fucking winning. So what's the problem? Are you truly selfish in the way society has made it out to be? Or are you selfish in a way that is improving your own well-being and improving the well-being of everyone around you? And I think that goes hand in hand with your non-negotiables, attitude, attitude, attitude. See, I can't even speak either. Attitude and effort, follow through and do what is right. Do what is right. Mm-hmm. And from the do what is right, it's like, okay, do what is right for you, but do what is right for also, you know, life. And how is it going to affect those around me too? Because if you're not, again, if you're not investing in yourself, you're teaching other people how to treat themselves. And as a coach, you're literally showing your girls how to treat themselves as they age or even in their current, you know, where they are at in life, you know, how, whatever age they're in. So really, you know, taking from your learnings, whether it's 75 hard your whole entire journey, because it's years of consistency, right? It's not just, Hey, happen throughout the course of the spring challenge, Morgan's lost 35 pounds. And, uh, it's just, that's where all the consistency derived from. No, it's not. It's, compounding interest. It's the times that you have not stopped showing up, even though you might have not been showing up like you currently are today, you still showed up in the past. And it's like one day at a time. Okay. Compound compounding one after the other, after the other. And now you're here today. You're not only inspiring your own reflection, but you're inspiring all of us. I mean, you inspire me. I love hearing from you. I'm like, especially during this time of recovery, you pulled me out of my own ass so many times and you don't even know it. It's like you are a light and you're a light in the community. And this is why for the April Awards, Morgan was given a lead, you know, she's leading by example. She is not just leading by example in her household, but she leads by example for her, you know, her girl, her softball girls, her community, your friends. I mean, you're making such a large impact. And this is where I want you to understand, Morgan, is that your story is precious. It is making waves. And sometimes I know we can get in our own heads, but you are already impacting so many lives without you even knowing you're impacting lives that people that you don't even know are watching you. I mean, it's not just through social media. It's through people around you. People see you, people see your presence. When you have more self-confidence, you glow, you have a light to you and people wonder what is she doing? What's different? I want what she has. And so, you know, not being afraid. And I know you haven't because you've been really transparent lately. Very. And it's like, makes me so happy. Like I text you the other night. I was like, oh my God, I just saw your post on Instagram. Um, but it's that. It's like. Man. That was by accident. <laughs> okay. It was supposed to be on Facebook, but, but it was perfect because it just ties into everything of who you are. Because, you know, for so long, when it comes to you know, changing our life and investing into ourselves. Many times we're just trying to 
find the answers through someone else. Okay, tell me what to do. How should I do it? What kind of game plan should I follow? What's my checklist? Um, you know, give, give me a meal plan. If you don't even know what you want out of your life, how is someone going to tell you what the fuck to do? You're not going to follow that shit anyways, right? You have to be wanting to invest in yourself. You have to want to crave the end result because if you can't see the end result, how can anyone see it for you? And that is how you start to shift your perspective and really shift your mindset you know, being able to commit to your goals, your decisions and your commitments, you have to know what you want in your own life. And that exactly, that's exactly where you're at today. And I could see it through the way you speak. I could see it through the way you write. I could see it through the way you present yourself. It's just, it's an entirely different person, but it goes full circle and saying, where would you be? Or where could you be? If you just decided to invest in yourself today, you know, what if you, for the next 365 days poured into yourself and like I was telling everyone at HQ uh, last week, it's like, she's not even the same fucking person I was speaking to in the summertime. In the summertime, I spoke to her once. Then you guys went to on vacation and then you came back, mm-hmm. kind of heard from you. Um, and then now it's like, holy shit, like night and day. But it's like, if you decide to just say, okay, listen, for the next weeks for the next few weeks for the next few months i'm just going to pour into myself and see where it takes me your whole life is going to look different because your relationship with yourself is going to be different yeah it's it's been definitely a process of uh going through a relationship with myself and um it's something that you don't really like sit down and focus on. And that's why diving, that's why my faith is so important to me. It's like when I dove into creating more of a relationship with God and like how he uses us as vessels in the world mm-hmm. um, that has given my life more purpose and more meaning. So doing the day-to-day tasks have been more meaningful and have left my my heart feeling fuller if that makes sense um we're here to serve others not ourselves we're here right and so like i've told you before and i've told you on the phone you are living your purpose and i truly truly believe that because i wish that i had a female coach like you if I had a female coach like you, my self-belief in myself and my self-confidence when I was playing softball, whether it be travel ball, high school ball, or collegiate, it would be entirely different. I would have been an entirely different person because one, I uh, can resonate with you a little better, obviously, but two, putting yourself in my shoes would have given me what would have helped me cultivate self-belief. And the self-belief you have for your girls. I mean, I see it. We talked about it. The messages you receive, um, the feedback you get. You are leading by example. You are their role model. So while you are, you've become the hero of your own story, you're also helping navigate the ships of these younger girls. And you're making a difference every single day. And the times where you start to doubt yourself, I mean, that's just your inner critic 
trying to tell you otherwise, but not everybody can coach. You've been given a gift and not everybody can coach young, young people. Okay. Not everyone has the patience for teenagers or younger kids, but you do. And I think, you know, it goes without saying that these parents too, you know, are honored to have you coach their daughters. And so regardless of what the inner critic says, you're living your purpose and um, never doubt that, not for even a second. Well, I really, really appreciate it um, because I do find myself, you know, inner critic is always, I feel like something that we take in and we can also listen to kind of pick apart. We don't want to pick apart ourselves, but it's so hard not to especially in the space that when you really dive into the softball world um, and just coaching aspect and like hitting aspect and how many things are just so, so intertwined and tied together. um, You start like comparing and you can't look at other, what other people are doing. You just have to focus on what you can do to make your community better. And, um, I'm super grateful that I get to coach with another female uh, athlete and she had just opened a um, facility here that we have never had. It's for both softball and baseball, but we have never had one in this area that is going to be as consistent as this one's going to be. And um, I'm super excited. I'm super just grateful that uh, she has, you know, opened the door for me to be in there with her um but going back to my athletes I have always been not even on the physical aspect but mental aspect with some of them I tell them like you need to start lifting weights and they'll look at me and I'm like it's not it's not about a look or what you're trying to transform into it's because when you lift weights and you go and you go in a workout and you have the right intention to do something hard, you don't go in there and you're just like, man, eh, well, I'm just going to try to get this done. I mean, you do sometimes not anymore, but my younger athletes, I'm like you, the strength training or the resistance training, that's when you're going to tap into your mental side of like, I cannot do this anymore but you have somebody pushing you to the point where it's like, you're here, you showed up, you're going to do it. You're going to finish it out. That's like when you're taking BP, I had one girl yesterday. It was very discouraging. I mean, as a coach, you want them to succeed. And you're like, I don't even care if you swing so ugly. I just want you to hit the ball good. Mm-hmm. But that's not my job. My job is to get you to swing correctly so it's more consistent long-term over time, but she was swinging and missing, missing, missing. She was getting so frustrated. I said, step out of the box, take a deep breath, like, and then come back in. Missing, missing, missing. So then I, it puts pressure on me. I start feeling the pressure because I'm like, I like, there needs to be a change. She cannot leave this cage without like feeling good. Cause that's, you know, you want to feel good when you're done. Right. So I said, we're going to, we're going to break it down. We're going to do, so we did like a couple hitting things in the box. She was making more consistent contact. I said, okay, now, now you're going to do your full swing. Then 
she swung and she, I said, don't get frustrated. I said, you got to fight. I said, just keep going. Don't get tired. Don't get tired. And towards the end, she was hitting more line drives. She was being more consistent. And I was like, man, that front half was like, they didn't feel good, huh? She's in seventh grade. So I was like, well, it didn't feel crappy, right? Yeah, it was terrible. I said, but because you didn't give up, you finished stronger. I said, so remember the feeling of being stronger at the end versus in the middle when you're trying to sift through all this crap. And it totally sucks. So I guess for some of my athletes, that's what I want them to remember. You can't remember in the middle when you're in a slump and you're just like, oh, I feel like shit. Of course you feel like crap. You're not hitting the ball. I get it. But if you don't do the work, outside of this crap in time game you're going to be on the downhill slope and you're not going to get climbing up i said so just be consistent in your practice and your intention and your energy and focus i said and you're going to ride the roller coaster because that's what it is i mean regardless of it being softball whether it's any sport you're riding a roller coaster the whole time and it can just turn down you can be on a winning streak and then you can be on a losing streak. But how are you going to carry your team or your teammates or yourself through the middle of the crap? Um, so I just try to make that apparent to like when, especially the younger kids, because I work, I think the youngest girl I have is about eight years old, which is probably, yeah. I love it. Because they are so obliviously, like, they're just trying to hit the ball so freaking hard. And they're so aggressive. And you don't have to tell them to slow down. Then you start working with a 10 and 11. And they start thinking, like, I don't want to strike out. I'm like, okay, you're 11. So say you want to play until you're in college. That's about, let's give or take, like, eight years. How many times in eight years are you going to strike out? How many times in eight years are you going to fail? How many times, how many errors are you going to make? In eight years, it's not about the striking out. You can't step in the box already thinking, well, she's a really good pitcher. Yeah, so what? Step in that box. I will hit that ball. I'm now, I'm not saying you're going to get on base. I'm not saying that it's going to be a base hit, a home run or anything. But you already shift in your mindset saying, I will hit that ball. So whether you ground out, you hit it to somebody, technically you still hit the ball. You just got out. Now you're just going to have to go up and hit the ball again. I love that analogy, though. Because we look at life and it's like, how many, how many times are you going to strike out at life? You're going to strike out a lot. Probably fail a lot. Probably succeed a lot, too. Um, but going back to like what we've heard over and over the phrase, right? The work comes before the belief. I mean, we're not just talking about other people. We're talking about yourself, the belief you have in yourself. I think the more you put in the work, the more times you're willing to strike out, the more efficient you're going to be, the more, well, better you're going to be. And so I mean, you could take this in so many angles, like softball analogies and life. I mean, mm-hmm. or baseball 
whatever sport you play, but primarily striking out because it, it makes, I mean, it's life. You're going to strike out a lot. Um, but it's like, at the end of the day, you can be willing to stand at the plate and never swing again, or you can keep swinging until you get one hit. And then after that, you'll accumulate hit after hit after hit, maybe not all the time. There's going to be some times where you're not, but those are the times that you learn. Those are the times you grow. And that feel good moment of when you did make contact, that's, that's what you want to remember. That's what you want to allow yourself to advance forward in life, right? Not just being stumped on that. Oh, I didn't get a hit today. Oh, well, you failed. Cool. How can you learn? How can you grow? How can you not allow your ego to lead you, lead your life? Because we all lead, we technically, so many of us are leading with our ego and not with our own self-belief, not with love in our hearts for ourselves. Um, but, you know, as you go along your journey, Morgan, with your consistency and with your effort and with the mental fortitude that you possess, you know, I look at the success bell curve and it's like, again, we think that the journey is very linear and the journey has peaks and turns, twists and valleys, it's up and down. And just like these younger players and ourselves included that will start on our journey and we're like, oh yeah, we're so open to learning. We're like, this is awesome. My gosh, give me all the information. But the minute things start to go really well, then we think that the success is found because of us. It's not the plan. It's because of us. The plan doesn't work. It's us that works. So then we start to see that the success comes down, right? So now we're like, yeah, what happened? Like we don't, we, we, get, we become complacent. We grow egotistical and we stop putting in the same work that we were when we first started. But then we start to realize like, hey, wait a minute, reflect and redirect. And then we start to see that the peak starts to go up again. And then we're willing to learn. Then we're willing to have build that mental fortitude, that discipline, that consistency. So now rather than it being down, 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 now it's just kind of like up and down and up and down and being okay with that and learning that that's how success is. I mean, that's, it's not going to be one path regardless of where you're taking success from in your own life, um, whether it's in business or, you know, your personal um, goals or nutrition and fitness. Um, but I know that we're coming close here um, before you got to go. So I'm going to ask you three questions on the spot. Um, and I just want you to answer them. Uh -oh. They're not bad. Okay. <laughs> just going to end with these three questions. And, um, and then we'll say our goodbyes, our departures. But this first question on the list is one that I have asked since the very second episode of the Self Low Effect podcast. And quite frankly, I think it's something we can all resonate with. So favorite quote or phrase? Oh, my gosh. Oh, man. Shoot. I'm trying to... I'm trying to uh, think because I can't decide if I want it to be one that is so cheesy or if it was one that I uh, 
was just reading about in the book um, that both. I posted. And share both. Um, one, so thinking cheesy, because you, you know, but don't let the fear of striking out keep you from playing the game. So cheesy. I love but, that one. Since, uh, <laughs> since it's my, you know, my freaking job. I'm mean, just going to go with that one because I think I can just, like you said, resonate with all life. Whether you play sports or not, you understand it or not, you kind of get the concept of like, just because you didn't do one thing or just because you didn't follow through with one thing doesn't mean that you can't change who you are or your inner being because of that one thing or don't let that one thing define who you are to play the rest of the game and the game is obviously life Absolutely. so cheesy but i like it so we'll go with that it. one all right we'll go with that one i love that one love it so number two what what's your definition of unstoppable okay so unstoppable to me means you kind of it's like a kid you literally especially with my sec with Carson he will fall cry and then he doesn't stop he he literally gets up and it's so eerie as a mom because I'm watching him fall consistently and for me I'm thinking like man the tenacity that kids have to get up and just go not even question it now, when we are in the momentum that, say, I'm in right now, I'm going to carry this feeling of how I feel. If I get stopped, I'm going to think, like, why am I going to stop now? I need to carry this momentum into what I've been doing. Um, so for me, that's what it means. I mean, it means to build up that tenacity, that mental fortitude to just continue to go because. Life is not going to stop for you because we are not that important. <laughs> it just keeps going. That's right. That's right. All right. Last question. What advice, if you could go back in time to your youth and revisit your younger self, what advice would you give her? I really don't want to cry, but. I think I would go, I would specifically go back to probably my freshman year of high school. Sorry. Well, high school in general was, was really hard. And it wasn't hard for people or like because people made it hard for me. It was hard because of just who I who I developed to be and just, um, but I would go back and tell her that to have confidence in whatever you do, whatever choices that you make to not question yourself, to just live and learn and have confidence in what you're doing 
I was not a confident player. I had no, I had no swag. I had nothing that I wish I would have possessed as an athlete. Low confidence, low self-esteem. Wanted boys to like me. Dated a guy that left for the military and said, "I'll write you if I if I still have feelings for you." What? So I think a lot of it was just to have confidence in you and yourself and what you're doing. Well, I can tell you this, that your younger self and your inner child are so proud of you and you continuously show them and are guiding them the way that it's okay to heal. And that's what's going to continuously bring you success with your relationship with yourself um because you are moving mountains whether it's with your own self-being and everyone around you and so i know i'm appreciative of you our community is appreciative of you and i love you we love you and we're inspired by you so i am really fucking excited to see the changes that you are going to make and how much more you share of your story and what life really has in store for you, not just this year, but for years to come. Um, because you're going to have to like, get me off of you and, you know, push me away and be like, nope, Desiree, that's it. <laughs> because I love watching you guys all grow. So listen though, where can they find you? Give us all your information, any information um, that you want to throw out there. Uh, and even for those of you that are looking for a hitting coach in Northern California. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so I am on instagram at at m falcon or no hold on hold on restart i'm at at yeah i can't remember hold on okay it's at coach m falcon <laughs> holy shit i've had two name changes that's why um and facebook is just my regular facebook is morgan falcon and I have Twitter, but that's for mainly for softball at Compact Kitty. Um, but yeah, those are three main ones that I have. Awesome. So we are going to have that information in the synopsis of this podcast episode. Um, so if you guys want to get a hold of her, but also give her a follow, you guys. Um, you know, she's been sharing so much more of her story and being fully transparent. And I think you guys are going to walk away feeling like, hey, listen, if she could do it, I could do it too. Um, and that's what it's about. And that's why we're all here to serve not ourselves, but others and help one another, empower one another. Mm -hmm. And um, that is how we change the world. And that is how we make the world a better place. And so is there anything else you want to leave them with, Morgan, as we leave you? Um, I appreciate the time that you've taken to talk to me. and uh, hopefully we do with a lot of good stuff but the one thing i want to say which i'll keep it short is i i know that you've been struggling with your post or you know post surgery and everything but i want to appreciate that i really do um hold your story close because i feel like that you're going through this and you're going to help so many other people and now that I'm having so much weight loss, I have, you know, more loose skin that 
I know what to do with. <laughs> and for your journey has helped me realize that it's just not loose skin because dealing with the loose skin is one thing, but being unhealthy and overweight is another thing that I don't want. And um, I believe that you're going through this post recovery for a reason because I will probably be there one day <laughs> and I will need you to help me guide me through it all and just the emotion because for you to be honest and open about like how it it does hurt your ego that you have to slow down I can relate because I don't slow down and I was thinking the other day I'm like man I know Desiree's having such a hard time and I was thinking, you know, dark place in my mind, like, what if I lost my legs right now? Like the the best, the one of the biggest muscle groups that I'm like kind of proud of are my quads, my legs, my hamstrings. Like, what if I had lost it right now? Like, would I be willing to get in out of my in and out of my car in a wheelchair to go get what I need to get done because I don't have I don't, I'm not accessible like that anymore. So I'm trying to not tie my ego into my being. So I appreciate that you're sharing that with us because um, it's a lot bigger than physical wise, but emotionally and mentally wise. <laughs> but I have been, yeah, it's been a journey just looking at my body at state now, which I'm super grateful for, but the majority of it is like having that mental and mindset. So I really appreciate it and everything that you do for the community. Like, so sorry for the tears. I'm like, I'm like, sorry. Okay. Keep her talking so I can come back into my state, but we all know I'm a big cry. Everybody knows in podcast. I cry. I cried on the first pilot. And yeah. It's me too, girl. <laughs> like eight minutes long had to like erase all of that. Um, but you know, I, it's sometimes it's hard to understand when you're in an emotional state, um, and in some darkness, right. Like you were saying about the ego, but in reality, you know, like I, like I tell you guys, and I share with my kids, like our story serves a purpose. And if I were to hide this from you guys and just one day be like, Hey, look, I got boobs. And all of a sudden my loose skin went away like magic. That's not being transparent. That's sure as hell is not being authentic. That's not being vulnerable. And we know that vulnerability is our greatest strength. And so if I could just help one person, I mean, that's what it's always been about since the get-go. If I could just help one and that person can help another. And that's how we continuously create the domino effect. And, you know, it's just so rewarding to hear too coming from you and saying that because I, you know, like I said, like when I look at you, you know, I look at someone that has grit, that someone that's disciplined, someone that is moving mountains. And so to hear that the story too uh, is helping you and may help you one day when you're in this state. Um, because there's no doubt in my mind that you won't be, um, you know, then that's telling me like, Hey, you're doing what you should be doing. And that's like, you know, God or the universe telling me like, told you so just keep doing what I told you. And, um, you know, you have the opportunity or the privilege to change lives. And so, yeah, so thank you. I love you. I appreciate you, but I'm also so (laughs) 
proud of well, you. We do. <laughs> so, all Thank right, you. guys. Miss Morgan has to leave us. So we just want to say thank you. And thank you, Morgan, for taking your time, for sharing your most valuable asset with us. Time is not taken lightly around here because it's something we can't get back. It's your most precious capital. So continue to improve yourself, but also continue to move mountains and inspire those around you because you are the domino effect. So we will talk to you guys later. Bye. And before I let you guys go, reminding you again that the self-love effect has a free community to all of you listeners. And also, if you know somebody that needs encouragement, accountability, or support, send them the link. Have them join the community. We are on a mission to empower and encourage and support one another and really create a domino effect, an everlasting domino effect. And Secondly, I am officially taking on one-on-one clients again through the First Form app. The link can also be found below in the description of this podcast episode where I guide you through mindset, fitness, and nutrition, and really simplifying it, you guys, not overcomplicating it because it is supposed to be sustainable. It is a lifestyle, not who you are going to be for eight weeks from now, but who are you going to be eight years from now, 10 years from now? really allowing yourself to thrive in all areas of life and also thriving physically, emotionally, and mentally. Now, if you are ready, you can click that link or you can head over to Apple or Android store, download the first form app and add me as your advisor, deseratselfloweeffect.com. And that is $12.99 a month. Yes, you heard it right. No additional fees, $12.99. And we also have a direct link for health and wellness supplements. If you guys have any questions at all, please do not hesitate to ask me. I am here to help you. I would love the opportunity to help you and to hear what your short-term and long-term goals are. And with that being said, we do have a few other discount codes. First is Born Primitive, veteran-owned, everyday athletic wear or for workouts, head on over to Born Primitive and that link below will save you 10% at checkout. Also giving them a follow on Instagram at Born Primitive. Next, we have Wad and Done. Save your hands, stop caring with Wad and Done. Making toes to bar, pull-ups, muscle-ups, enjoyable. They also have awesome thumb grips that will help with snatches or any dumbbell type style work. That is Wad and Done. Giving them a follow on Instagram and saving at checkout using code treasures 10. Next we have Maven threads. Get yourself some everyday headband wear or for workouts using code self love effect 15 at checkout. Last but not least, we have the self love effect shop and you can save using code self love effect and stay tuned for new merch dropping soon for unstoppable athletics and the self love effect. If you guys ever need anything from me, I am only a message away. I'm here to help you. I'm here to support you in any way I can. I want you to be the best version of you because I believe in you and I want you to believe in yourself. And most importantly, I'm here to remind you that you could do hard things. You are unstoppable.